0: Hello, everyone. This is Irliana Samsara, back again with another edition, the 82nd edition of Star Starsound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Yeah, wow. Well, happy new moon, everybody. Um, I'm going to talk about the new moon and the potentials um, for what's about to occur in the next month, even the next two months. and um, And I'm going to focus more not on the so much of the technicalities of this planet, that planet, you know, I mean, we'll certainly, you know, I'll walk you through that. Um, uh, I've already kind of done that in the January astrology uh, last week, but um, I'm going to relay these things to practical solutions. This was a, um, a message, a directive I got in meditation last night. And so, um, lots and lots of great things open, and are always getting these downloads. It's it's really fascinating. So, um, my my wish and my prayer here is to, you know, bring these, um, this uh, you know, being proactive and how do we engage these intense energies that are just about to occur. Um, so, you know, I will say, uh, looking at the astrology for for this. You know, for this new moon, it's it could very well be the most intense, transformative new moon of the entire year. So, uh, a different kind of energy than last year's, but nonetheless, um, you know, we're engaging in a in a different plane here this is the first new moon of, um, of the year. So it's the first new moon we're seeing in this new air era of, of an Aquarian, air signs, right? Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. So things take on a whole, the words I'm hearing is di- a dynamic tension, but it's all on uh, very, very high planes, very high frequencies. We had to go through and purge the earth elements um, and with the, everything in that, in that Capricorn lineup or as I called it, the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto free train. You know, we had to do uh, so much of that um, last year. You know, a lot, a lot of shadow work, um, and there's a reason for that. But things are just about to pop open now. Obviously, as we've seen in the news, you know, with everything that happened last week at the Capitol and uh, Trump's departure from office and the inauguration occurring, um, it's interesting because the astrology for this timing is is uh, very intense. It's, it's very volatile, you know, and, and um, it's, I would say, between Sunday, the 17th of January, and the 23rd, all of next week, that's a really potent, uh, a very rich, potent um, portal, we will say. Um, so, um, naturally, we might feel a little scared or apprehensive. Well, that's understandable. You know, the new moon today, which occurred in Eastern Standard Time, it occurred at right one minute after midnight. Um, And it has the um, the Sun and the Moon and Pluto all conjoined, all conjunct. 23 degrees of Sun and Moon and Capricorn and then Pluto. So Sun, Moon and Capricorn. Extremely intense, right? Pluto is the is Hades, right? The god of hell, right? So that that can that can be scary, right? The god of the underworld, uh, the things that we're not aware of and we don't see, and that we're not aware that we're not aware, you know. Um, and uh, and while that can be very forbidding, you know, because it it's involving the unknown and and a journey into the unknown, um, it's also very um, when we can face the depth of things um, and the things that we, we've not been aware of, then we can move and reprogram ourselves and regenerate from the deepest, deepest core of our being. So that's, that's the Pluto archetype, right? It's a, re, it's a radical restructuring from the very foundations of who we are personally in our lives and, of course, in the collective, what we see in our society. So um, when you have Saturn conjunct Pluto, Uh, whenever you have Saturn conjunct Pluto, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a time for this deep purging, uh, revealing and transformation. Um, We, it could be, you know, speaking of purging, you know, as just before I started this podcast, the news came out that um Trump was impeached a second time so here it is in the collective Um, this so with this now whether he leaves office I don't know you know because you have to the senate and you know people have to have a majority vote um so uh, to actually remove him from office so whether that happens I don't know but you can see the forces of transformation in the collective of how this is playing out um, but Pluto conjunct, it uh, can be the death of a leader or the, you know, the ending, death or endings um, of a leader. So it, it could be that he's, you know, this is the end of whether it's he leaves now or certainly or just leaves the day of the inauguration. It's certainly indicating that passage. Oh, and it can be any leader. It can be, you know, a CEO. It could be a ruler of any, of any country or monarch or, you know, Capricorn rules monarchy. So, who knows there may be you know aged people that are you know ready to pass so um there's that and then on the in, in the personal side it's you know the sun is the is the ego right it's the ego principle and it's our direction and purpose in life and our path forward and so um with the sun conjunct pluto that's that's a huge in, in a yogic way that's like huge ego death this is an opportunity to just completely Purge any notion of who we think we are. You know, when you think of the sun being like the, you go the self. Excuse me. Um, So. Like I said, this carries enormous potential. So, as much as the headlines are very disturbing, you know, out in the world and all, um, it can be very easy to be, to be caught up in, you know, fear and such. Because obviously, with Pluto, you know, survival can come up, uh, fear of survival and fear of letting go. Uh, and yet, um, we I want to really dedicate most of this talk today to just talking about how important it is to to um, remember ourselves and do that inner work uh, that there's there are levels that are waiting to be revealed in this lunation in this new moon cycle. These levels are, you know, perhaps never, you know, we've not seen this level, you know, we're in a new era now with the air signs. So these are ideas and understandings that are new to us. And, um, and so we always have to just keep letting go of the past, whatever happened or didn't happen or failed to happen or whatever work we didn't do last year or the year before or whatever, you know, even this morning, we have to just completely let that go, be here now and move forward with grace. You know, we have Venus and Capricorn. So this restructuring has this overlay of divine mother energy you know, my um, um, Mother and the Divine Feminine, right? So that archetype of grace and peace and, and connection um, and sharing. So uh, that's gonna override. Now, I often think of Pluto as like a, it's like a, the shaman, you know, who, who having gone through his own ego death comes out of the other side and, you know, uh, and uh, helps others. And so what's there for us this month is to face our deepest shadows, you know, whatever's going on in our life right now. There's, there are breakdowns that are about to occur and then breakthroughs. So let's make sure that we don't get so caught up and stuck in the breakdown that we forget that this is all happening for a reason, that there is something beyond that. And it's not easy when, when, when we're in it, you know, to remember, oh, there's a break coming. me. It's like, ah, shut up, right? It's like, you don't want to hear about it. But it really, we, we just want you to, you know, that's the fruit of our labor, right? Why are we going through all this, this dark night of the soul? Because there's something that's being birthed that's better than what we already have. And in order to reach that, we have to let go of everything we know to be you know, in Pluto and Capricorn, it's like our very structure of reality and that there are uh, forces, subconscious fears or subconscious patternings that um, have the capacity to be revealed this month and that we, you know, weren't aware of. So that these unconscious parts of ourselves that with the sun conjunct Pluto, the sun is like shining a light. It's like, if you can imagine uh, shining a light into like a sewer hole, you know, you take the manhole cover off and you shine a flashlight and you're like, oh, that's not very pleasant. But, uh, you know, this there's there's stuff there. And it's like, we don't want to face it. It's kind of, it's been concealed, it's been hidden, it's been covered up. And so, you know, it's disturbing, you know, a sewer stinks, you know, who wants to deal with that stuff? But if you could imagine just cleaning out whatever um, detritus, you know, exists in deep in, in our, Psyches in our nadis, in the in the channels, in the the nadis, in in yoga, the you know the channels of light that are within and without in the body. There are seventy two thousand nadis in the body, and there are seventy two thousand outside. So that's one hundred forty (laughs) four thousand nadis, as a lot of nadis. So um, this is where we get to purge by by bringing our conscious awareness um, to to this. Um, We we there are things that reveal things will be revealed, but we have to be willing to let go. Even if we just don't know how, to, Just you don't have to know how, just just tell the divine, you know what, I, I just surrender, you know, when you're just tired of hanging on. So when you want to, this is the where we get to restructure um, and reprogram ourselves, our, our own self, our own identity of who we know ourselves to be. And then, like I said, in, in society, having done that, then society can, reflect that change. You know, how Gandhi always used to say, be the change you wish to see in the world. Well, when when we do that shadow work, then we're in a whole different frequency and then the world shows up differently. So um, anyway, having said that, so 23, 24 degrees interesting that um, this, there was an eclipse last, no, let's see, gosh, a year and a half ago, there was an eclipse in July of 2019. I believe it was the 24th of July. And it was in, it was at 24 degrees Capricorn. So if you, if you're familiar with the talks and the podcasts and episodes I've done, when an eclipse happens, that's like a seed that's planted. And then the germination occurs. Typically, it's when Mars hits that point. Well, Mars hit that point in March of this past year, March 2020. Well, of course, that's when COVID exploded, right? Um, however, this time we have a, a lunation, a new moon on that. So talk about new beginnings, new moon, new beginnings, sun, moon, and Pluto, all three planets luminaries and pluto are lined up right on that eclipse point so what was happening in that time is again um, another level that is where things can be revealed a, a light that is shown on whatever was going on in the world at that time so um and i would say too that any Uh, Any of us, if you have, if your sun, moon, or any planets, or your rising sign happens to be in these late degrees, cardinal signs of Capricorn, Aries, Cancer, and Libra, any of those, if you have any planets in those late signs of 20 20 to 27 degrees, I would say, of cardinal signs, this this particular lunation is gonna be very powerful for you. I have it, I've got some going on, so it's definitely, it's cooking um so having said that um let's see let's move on so ego death think ego death think great revealings um discoveries and revealments about things that were operating in your life that you didn't realize that were operating uh with capricorn that might be family dynamics you know like the roots of your family your family history um your uh ancestral, you know, things going back many generations. This is an opportunity to heal that like karmic patterns from families. Uh, so I would look and use this, this is a, an enormous uh, place where we get to work that out. So that really is, so to not be caught up in fear and scare tactics and such, but to really use this juicy portal, especially it's the 17th to the 23rd, you know, it's a really big time to engage and, and do this work. So um, to give us some uh, little, you know, and, and I will say too, it, it could be very, um, it could be like come up, like I always think of a volcano, Pluto rules volcanoes. So it could be this volcanic cathartic experience, right? This eruption of like, whoa, you know, this, the, the lava comes, poof, you know, pouring out the top and. Sp- just outrageous smoke plumes, right? And all this lava coming down and and destroying everything in its path. But if you ever looked and see if you've seen you know um, volcanoes, I love using this analogy, and I know it's one of my favorite analogies. So if you've had a session with me,, I'm sure you've heard it, if we've had talk had to talk about a Pluto transit, um, but um, or just on the podcast. but when when it kills everything in its path, the thing is that new life occurs right so pluto is about death but it's also about resurrection so what rises so if you, and i really encourage you to go google uh, like in google images like volcanic eruption soil after a volcanic eruption and you the green that comes up the grass and the trees are this incredible electric green it's full of life because the volcanic soil when it cools it has tons and tons of minerals so minerals of course in, are, are at the forefront of, con- of engagement of life and consciousness right it brings it's electrically active so it brings forth new life so you know think about know using these analogies this month when you when you hit tough spots and you'll you know hopefully this will give you some good guidance you know to to see your way through this and to go to the other side where there is the breakthrough right every breakdown is a is a breakthrough waiting to occur so um yeah so it has the capacity to regenerate ourselves um, again, from the ground up, and nothing is ever the same. You know, when a Pluto transit occurs, it's the past is finished, you know. Um, in, in, there's, there's a glimpse into, like I was saying, the sewers. So, you know, in the collective, it's like we could be getting a glimpse into society that, like the deep, dark underbelly of society and, and um, government structure and things like that. It's like the things that we haven't wanted to see or deal with, corruption and such. Um, so, again, this is a super powerful lunation for things coming to the surface. Okay, um, now let's go to, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about an, uh, the exact planets, and then I'm going to give you some some cool solutions, and then that'll be it. So, okay, the um, I'm going to pull this off. Let's see. All right, so the the things that we're looking at this lunation for this uh, cycle, we have Jupiter square Uranus. And that's uh, only one degree apart. So that can be uh, you know, a lot of dynamic tension about the desire to be free, to have the truth, and to know the truth, and to have the truth liberate you. You could say that. Um, or be in very inventive and creative and original, original um, expressions of consciousness, Um, maybe connections with um, deep other dimensional realities. You know, like I've said before, Uranus rules ETs. Uranus is about ready to, is it tomorrow that it goes direct? Holy moly. Uh, Let me check and see. Uranus does, I think it's any day or hour now. Oh. Tomorrow, yeah, the 14th, 3.30 in the morning on January 14th, Eastern Standard Time, Uranus is direct. So that's, with it being at this still point the last few weeks, as we've known, we've seen a lot of ET information and news. Something I found really fascinating, I I really kind of had to chuckle. A friend of mine found this. um, She she said that it was in CNN that the stimulus bill, believe it or not, I mean, I, I know it sounds like crazy to even imagine this but it's it, it this is what she found that the stimulus bill that was signed you know where everybody get the $600 checks in the states well in the fine print was um a st- uh, there was a stipulation that the uh, government had to release all they know about ETs and UFOs in like the next 180 days so that's 6 months Interesting, because in six months, we're going to have another Uranus square Saturn. Uranus uh, Saturn will be retrograde in June, and it'll be <laughs> squaring. So. Uh, i just find that fascinating because uranus and uh, taurus rules you know uranus rules ets and taurus rules money and, and banking and finance and here it is this finance bill to to bail people out they have ets like somehow stuck in the fine print you know like what does this have to do with covid stimulus checks nothing but somehow somebody got that thing in there and they're making them come clean of what they know so um uh, pretty pretty and and uranus rules the odd and the weird and so it's just of all places, right? Of all places to to have some kind of ET revealing is in a stimulus money check. You know, it's just Uranus. You know, off the wall, good old Uranus. Anyway, so we're we're having that um, in the in the mix as well. Um, so we have Jupiter squaring Uranus as it goes direct. We have Mercury square Uranus. So uh, we could be uh, having strength. You know, again, that could be. You could be uh, having. Um, you could contact, you know, telepathically other dimensional beings. Um, you could contact your future self. This is a good time to go into, um, you know, instead of a past life regression, think future life progression. That's very Iranian, the future. So, what if you went into the future to see what kind of person that you desire to be and take that those images and in that meditation and bring that information forward or what we'll say into the present moment so um build you know what, what does Stephen Covey say seven habits of highly effective people highly effective people begin with the end in mind so what if you you go into the future to see your perfected self like wow you know this is who I desire to end up being in my lifetime, and bring that into the present, and then make the necessary changes. That would be a good use of Mercury square Uranus. Uh, Venus is going to be tr- is trine Uranus, so it's making a very nice, easy aspect with Uranus. So, if you fall in love with someone with green hair, you, I don't know, could happen. <laughs> you know, Venus and Uranus, right? The strange, the unusual. Uh, maybe you'd meet, maybe you'd meet an ET on, on, uh, you know, what's that site? Um, hookup, whatever. Those, those grinder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow these things. I just hear about them. But some dating app, right? Maybe there's some a uh, very unusual person who's, uh, you know, paradigm buster and, uh, you know, freedom loving or liberating, you know, this is a, this is a really um, juicy lunation for that, for maybe stepping outside the boundaries of, of, of who you love and, and your way of connecting. Uh, Venus trine Uranus would also be about meet, meeting, connecting with people online like we haven't done that for a year, right? But again, new ways are being inventive and creative. So there you have that. So yes, these are uh, potent uh, opportunities. Um, so yeah, I just just have at it, you know, and um, just remember like we're, we're the ones in charge. It's not, you know, if anything we learned of that last year, it's like that, the, there are no authorities out there. It's it's within us. So let's keep put, bringing ourselves back to our our sacred center. Uh, okay. So I also got an idea. I'm going to now talk about the um, just some solutions and things. You know how we can engage, uh, and um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you too. So you know. Your comments below in the section below. uh, Great to hear how you're using these energies and what's happening for you. So you know, feel free to use that. Um, Also, always grateful, liking and sharing, and you know, sharing the video if you think anybody else could could use this information. And I'm always here to look at look at the bright side of things. I you know, that's where my Jupiter is very well placed. Right, I have to be optimistic, and and uh, in the darkest of times, is always about finding the light. So um, anyway, and I am going to have on, I had on a previous podcast earlier in the year, another message from spirit. Well, came through again last. I have these people back on. Um, Irma-san, a pranayama bhakti yogi, very devoted to breath work. I'm gonna have him talking about that because Uranus now going direct, this is a really potent time for engaging in pranayama. So if you don't know what that is, that's the science and the practice of using and yogic, it's a yogic path of using breath. And we're also going to have on uh, uh, Shata. She's going to come back. She's Shata Benavari. She's a yoga master, and she can share some yoga wisdom and some cool stories, you know, and some great ways to empower ourselves. Um, we don't have to be bending like pretzels, you know, to to do yoga. There are many, many ways of, in which to approach yoga, but it will definitely see us through in a very in a really powerful way, and. Um, yeah, so those are just two of, of, of the people I have in mind, too, to come on and, and talk about um, how we can use this energy wisely. The uh, I wanted to share, I know we, we've heard so much scary news about Washington and, you know, these these wild people that want to come back and, you know, disturbances and protests and, you know, these horrendous things that happened from the Capitol riots. Um, however, um, there's, you know, there's always light to be found anywhere, right? Well, I found out on CNN the other on uh, and it was on the news the other day. It said, believe it or not, that um, remember how the, the U.S. Capitol police chief—I um, think he was he resigned. I think he resigned, in, in obviously over over what had happened. Well, they replaced that chief with a, a woman police, um, the head of um, of the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol police force and they have appointed a black woman as its acting police chief um, as a result of you know, the other person leaving. So um, And you know what her name is? This is going to blow your way. Her name is Yogananda, Yogananda Pittman. Her first name is Yogananda and they call her Yogi. I'm like, oh my god, like Yogananda is overseeing the capital, the very sacred spot of our democracy. Yogananda, it's like, oh my God. So in case you've never heard of Yogananda, if you're just beginning with yoga or you're just not familiar or don't know any yoga, that's fine, everyone is welcome here. I wanna share with you, Yogananda was the 100 years ago, now 101 years ago, he brought yoga to America he came to the United States and he created his center in Los Angeles, which is in, is there to this day, uh, the Self-Realization Fellowship. He wrote the Autobiography of a Yogi, which is one of the most uh, widely read spiritual classics ever in anywhere, published in a gazillion languages. I, I pulled out my copy to show you uh, because I wanted to uh, to share this. Uh, this, is, this is really old. This was given to me, what, 34? three years ago Um, but here it is so the cover is very yellowed but um, this is this is what it looks like this is the I don't know if you can see it's very yellow but it's supposed to be bright yellow and look and the cover fell off right so you can imagine so that's Yogananda so he's a saint and Paramahansa Yogananda and a great great soul I I feel very strongly uh, that he's I'm of his lineage I just my soul lineage, you know, so I have a very warm place in my heart. This book was given to me by a man I met in a seminar many years ago. And he, I remember he was uh, he was Jewish, side story here, interesting to share. Uh, he was an Italian Jew, right? So, what, 4% of the population, if that, right? He was an Italian Jew and he was um, a devotee of Yogananda. So I thought, okay, now this is a Uranian. You want to talk about Mars? Or Mercury square Uranus, here's an unusual conversation. And um, he just uh, was so taken. I was early on my spiritual path. I had just busted out of the gate. And he said, oh, let me, I'm gonna come over to my house. I'll cook you dinner. And after dinner, he gave me this book and I still have it. And I was living in New York city and I remember I was Catholic at the time, but I was kind of searching. I was looking at like, what, what's next? And, and what's something, there's something bigger, but I don't know what it is. So I, um, so I, you know, the divine answers us, right? When we're, we're, we're ready to receive the divine answers. And he, he gave me this book and he said, here, here, I want you to have this book. And I'm like, hmm, autobiography of yogi, this is a guy with an orange robe. And I'm looking, I'm going, nah, I don't know about this. You know, I said, look, Lorenzo, okay, look, I just have to tell you, okay? um I'm Catholic it's like it's not really my thing you know I mean appreciate it but and he goes no 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 don't trust me trust me really I go no no it's okay you you can keep the book and he goes no no really really I really really want you to have it really like I, you you love this I'm, I'm telling you just trust me on this so I'm like oh, okay you know I'm thinking all right you know I don't want to be rude my mother always taught me you know be very gracious somebody gives you a gift you know don't give him i'm trying not to give him a hard time i just wanted to be honest with him but I, I i exceeded and i took his advice and i took the book home and a few days later i'm i can still remember on on the uptown madison avenue bus and i'm um i'm like oh i got some time here so let me open this book this autobiography of a yogi okay whatever and i'm like i open on page one and I am like, all of a sudden, I, the, the humility of this man, the, the, the essence of this humility came off, I don't know how to explain it, it came off the pages, and it was so rich, and so deep. And it just struck me, my, my little cynical New Yorker heart was like blown open on the Madison Avenue bus, right? And I'm sitting there and the tears are like streaming down my face. And I'm going, oh my God, you know, what, so that was it. I was hooked. Right. I just, this book changed my life. Interesting too, because I was still going to church at the time and there was his guru Sri Yukteswar, you know, he was like one of the most renowned scholars on the Bible. Right. So it takes a Hindu right to see. And by by reading this book, I understood the faith that I grew up with, with Christianity and Catholicism in a way that was not available to me. So that's, again, that's a very Iranian conversation, right? Step outside the box of what, you know, eight years of Catholic school, right? Step outside and look at something from a new angle. So that's that's good advice for this month. Uh, but that was my ex- example of, and um, so I was so, I'm eternally grateful to you, Lorenzo, you know, wherever you are <laughs> in the world, I just want you to know that uh, this book, Changed my life and um, gave us. There's so many rich, rich. He he. It's his his life and how he met all these mystics and saints and performing siddhis, which are like supernatural powers and the the grace of the divine light that comes through. Um, So it's not about you know being entertained by those things. It's just by being inspired and to understand the the well, the deep infinite well from which we originate. It's like, we are so much more than who we are, that we're so much vaster. And if anything, this lunation will show us is that. If we open our heart and listen and allow and really engage, there is wealth, right? Pluto is like the wealth of the earth. There is wealth to be uh, poured out on us for this, in this lunation. So I, if you've never read this book or if you have, but it's been a while, you know, bring great stories and outrageous uh, about faith and just everything, you know, so um, many, many different uh, foreign languages. It's, uh, you know, so yeah. Oh, and by the way, when I'm just feeling to say this, I feel that Yoganaz is probably here. When he passed, he passed on, um, his body never decomposed. So I remember the Catholic in me, you know, definition of a saint, they dig up the body and if the body is, it's called incorruptibility. Then they know it's a saint, he, he or she is a saint. Well, that's what happened with Yogananda. He was interred in Los Angeles at Forest Lawn Cemetery, but, um, and there was a statement in the back of the book from the funeral, the head of the whatever, whatever, uh, there that said, you know, his body was like, in, it, it just it possessed no decay after he passed. And I'm talking like several weeks. They had to wait for people to come from India from his ashram or something to, you know, as part of the whole proceeding and his funeral passing and all that. And so, yeah, so great Pluto, sun conjunct Pluto, right? Here you go. Um, The other thing I was, I was going to say too, is that, um, this is uh you know here the, these were not things i was planning to say to you today but i'm just you know things open up when i come into this in front of the zoom camera um but uh you know in terms of inspiration they, i remember too there was uh, well you know what i did i was looking for one asteroid and found another there is actually an asteroid called chant there's asteroids for everything you could imagine it's so much fun to like play with that but let me just pull up where this occurs in the chart of Washington DC asteroid chant is in the seventh house um not that houses I mean only because it's Washington DC but uh we do show by the way in the chart of Washington that the sun moon Pluto this new moon is is in the fourth house so that's the base you know one's one's roots and the the roots of government right has this enormous potential for cathartic and purging and a transformative regenerative um uh happening um but asteroid chant is conjunct and no, no matter where in the world you are asteroid chant and chiron the wounded healer in aries they're conjunct so sing sing and chant within whatever songs whether whatever language if you you know sacred chant really great right brownie major brownie points where whatever it's hebrew sanskrit tibetan i whatever floats your boat chant singing yeah and that will heal ourselves and open see it it being asteroid chant in aries would be opening these uh, newer levels of oneself of one's divinity so yeah, asteroid chant. How, how do you like that? Anyway, I was looking at different things, and um, I went. I wanted to. I remembered that there was there was this man I read about, and his name was Thomas Ashley Ferrand. And I believe he passed on, but he wrote a book and I don't remember the name of it. However, you could you know, look up the same, but he was a chant, a Sanskrit, Sanskrit chant master. And um, before he, years and years ago, he, he tells this really interesting story. Believe it or not, it was Washington, DC. And he had gotten a job as I wanna say in accounting or something. And somebody offered him a job. It was just a temporary job. So he wasn't on payroll. He came in like as a consultant. And he had these really mind-blowing, and now he was not on any you know, drugs or medicine or plant medicine or hallucinogen, nothing. It was just him having these um, otherworldly mystical experiences in the very government, he worked at the Department of Labor. You know, <laughs> you can't get more you know, rooted in that, and he was these beings, and these people who worked with him that looked like, you know, office managers, and office workers, and cubicles, they had cubicles, right, this is like a really 3D experience, but he had these outrageous transmissions of light, and telepathy, and his third eye, and like, he he literally saw light shoot across the room from like, one person's third eye to the next, or to his, and it, it was just, I know it sounds otherworld crazy, you know, but this really happened. Uh, He's not, you know, nuts and he very respected chant master. And he wrote about this. So I went to pull it up. Uh, So you can, you know, if you look that up, you can find some great inspiration. And it, it made me think because of, Yo- Yogananda Pittman being the guardian angel, the head of the police force, right? That energy of Yogananda permeating, right? And it made me remember the story that I read years ago about Thomas Ashley Ferrand. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, that, you know, and it reminded me like no matter how dark things get, because let's face it, 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 you know, we could be seeing some serious uprising here you know, around right before and leading up to the inauguration. Um, But it's again, the light is always with us in ways that we don't realize. Is that a person you're seeing? Is that a policeman you're seeing? Is that a hot dog vendor you're seeing? You know, it's like, who who are these people really? So just like the dark can pose as, you know, like, you know, some evil, corporate CEO type person, you know, the rape and pillage of the American worker, you know, kind of thing or any worker, you know, we that's, that's a very dark side, but the light side could all could be, um, you know, these beings in disguise, you know, angels and avatars and things that come into physical third dimensional reality to work miracles behind the scenes, just like Thomas Ashley Ferrand experienced. And, um, and so here we have, and that was, you know, in Washington. So I thought, okay, I hope those guys are still there. Please come in. Please stay. And we need more reinforcements. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we're we're going to see through this, okay? So don't get caught up in the fear. It, it, very, you know, with a Mars squaring Uranus and Mercury squaring Uranus, your thoughts and ideas can be very much, you know, swept away by like mob thinking, and like we have to just stay in our center. So that's why I'm saying chant. Um, read Autobiography of a Yogi, read the Gita. The Bhagavad Gita is like the, like, that's like the Hindu, the Vedic, the Vedic scriptures, the bio, it's like the Bible, you know, for, for in the Vedic tradition. So here's my copy. My cat must have, must love it. He chewed the corner. So obviously it's a testament to the good high vibration, but that's the, the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Again, this is a very highly, I can't even begin to tell you, you know, it's just so codexed (laughs) to the max with uh, truth and wisdom and things beyond our, you know, normal understanding. But this is one example of many, many holy books, many, I would say it's good to surround ourselves with, you know, sacred scripture and of whatever faith, whatever path that calls to you, whatever elevates your heart, you know, to go after that. Um, believe it or not, when I wanted to look up my Thomas Ashley Ferrand information, I had actually put it in a book I wrote many years ago. And um, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And it's called The Codes of Harry Potter. And so uh, mystical messages to transform our world. Because I love movies. And I loved Harry Potter. Um, so I, when I went to look up the Thomas Ashley Farron thing, I came upon an excerpt from my book and I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, like talk about unexpected things. You're honest. Um, I, I forgot all this. I mean, I wrote the thing uh, seven and a half years ago. Um, and it's on Amazon. If you, here's a picture of what it looks like, shameless book promo. I got my start in my career doing book publicity when I worked on Madison Avenue. Okay. I was a book publicist. <laughs> so it comes down. You can take the girl out of book publicity, but right. So here it is. This is what it looks like. Let me see uh, the codes of Harry Potter. Da, da, da. Yee, author, uh, author plug. Um, and this is you can get this on um, in amazon.com it's four dollars and 84 cents will set you back and you get your very own copy I cannot autograph it but I send you my good wishes and so uh, anyway the the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's when I first read Harry Potter I thought wow from the very beginning I'm like oh my god this is this is incredible. This is really about what's going to happen in the future. This is about, you know, the forces of good against evil and this showdown with the whole society, you know, with the Voldemort and, you know, and, and the forces of dark and the forces of light, you know, led by Harry. The etymology of the word Harry means army leader. I did all this. really. It was an interesting little thing. If you're in, if you love Harry Potter, you might like to be this. I did write it for people who even hadn't read Harry Potter or didn't feel to or weren't attracted to it to just talk about the symbology of it. So you don't have to have read the books to have understood all of it. Certainly great if you did. But if you're interested, you might want to check that out. Uh, but the reason I brought this up was because um, there's a scene in that book. And well, there's a scene and you saw it in the movie where uh, Harry gets you know, his, he had to grow up with his step parents and they were mean to him, you know, long story short, the big Hagrid guy comes to rescue Harry and, and tell him of his heritage. Like, guess what, Harry, you're a wizard. Who the heck are you? He busts into this place where they were staying, just get away from Hagrid. They hold themselves up and the, the mean aunt and uncle. And, and it's this big confrontation with the mystical world saying, you know, Harry, you know, you're really one of us. You're not And here's Harry going, I don't know what, what, I don't know who these, you know, who is this man has come to take me away, but he reminds him of his heritage, and so I thought, wow, isn't that, um, it it was very uh, mystical that I rediscovered that passage while preparing for this podcast, and so it's, uh, I call it the hut scene, and uh, I described the symbology of it, but I realized, wow, there's such resonance with what's happening now. Uh, There's with that Pluto, sun, Pluto, and the moon, sun, moon, and Pluto conjunct in this new moon cycle for the next 28, 30 days until February 11th, the the next new moon, um, which is also another level of great revealing, which is really like, a, another level of off the chart. So this month and next month are like super juicy. And I have a whole nother slate of things lined up to talk about with that one. But one thing at a time, right? Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to mention that they, uh, yeah, it's just a really um, a potent little read. Because what I started seeing when I first read Harry Potter in the year 2000 was, wow, this is really not just this is not children's entertainment. This is way deeper. And it's it's got these really deep levels of encodement. Honestly, I think that it's like a modern day version of the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita. That's a very intense, maybe radical thing to say, but I truly, that's what I truly believe and feel from the depth of my heart. Uh, that it's like in the Gita, it's it's this conversation with Arjuna and Krishna on the battlefield and and he they, it's an engaged, it's a dialogue, and it's really about the battle of the ego, the ego self, and surrendering oneself to, to the divine and the forces that keep us from that. you know, it's it's very big, it's bigger and richer and deeper than that, but it can kind of gives you a sense of things. But um you know, as since Harry is all about this, Harry Potter, you know, this mystical journey of discovering one's true self, you know, like Harry being that, you know, the person, the fully realized person who has capabilities, it's like we we're born into this world, not realizing how truly powerful we are. And society is like the Dursleys, you know, like it like conditions us to believe that we're smaller than <clears throat> and, to, and to shun that part of ourselves that wants to be free and to be that wizard, that, you know, that creates outrageous, magical things. So anyway, the book uh, has lots of good solutions too uh, for um, engaging and creating, like be the change and be that beautiful, mystical, magical society that you have only dreamed of. Like it, it really is. If there's anything this the Harry Potter books have given our this you know generations of us is that um, you know there really is no limit to what we can accomplish and how we can impact and create a society that's based upon, upon that. So anyway, oh, that's all I really wanted to share today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this and got value from it. Um, please let me know in the comment section below. Always great to hear from you. If you are interested in a session of where this new moon or, or anything in, in, you know for this year might show up in your chart and where this these uh, transformations are going to be taking place for you. Um, we can help you with that. Certainly just you know, holler at me, www.starsoundastrology.com. You can check me out there. Um, so very much grateful for this opportunity. I hope um, you have a wonderful, wonderful, powerful, outrageous uh, new moon cycle in sun, moon, Pluto and Capricorn. Whew, here we go, right? Okay, I'll see you soon. This is Eleanor Samsara, Star Sound speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.